Stop! Sure you want the rest of it? Dirty Harry Welcome back to Dirty Harry Minute, a podcast that reviews and ruins every minute of the 1971 Warner Brothers movie, Dirty Harry. I'm John, and I'm joined as usual with my fellow co-hosts... Tim. Louder. Tim. Louder. Tim. And Trent. Trent. There we go. Tim. (laughs) Got him. We're returned by David. David and... Ben. Hello. Whose opinion of this minute is better than the last? Oh, yeah, it's getting better minute by minute. Um, minute. There's uh, the, minute. The, the intense lens flare that you see, especially when they look down at the, oh, yeah. the lights. Um, this is what, 1971. Listening to the commentary, I think on Die Hard by John McTiernan, talking about how like that movie had a lot of lens flare. That's mm-hmm. what, 89? 88, mm-hmm. yep. Um, and saying that, they had to fight in order to keep it in because the studio would generally make them reshoot anything that had a lens flare in it. As it was a mistake or a Yeah, yeah. So, so by the like late 80s, you weren't like, you know, lens flare was really poo-pooed. Mm. So I wonder if that was like... Because th- there's not much aside from this scene um, that has it. So yeah. I wonder if it was just one of those things that they couldn't get around and then once they sort of could get around, they didn't want it anymore or it was just a, a taste sort of thing. I think there's some great lens flare on the trestle bridge, which just I love it. later in the movie, the sun bouncing off. And now it's all fake lens flare. Yeah. Well, who does it besides J.J. Abrams? He's the main guy who does it, right? Come back to movies, yeah, John McTiernan. <laughs> he, hasn't, he hasn't done anything since. Well, he went to prison for a while. What? Really? Yeah. Um, because he hired, like, I'm going to bastardize this, but he, something like he hired a private investigator or something to... Investigate his ex-wife or something. Oh, really? anyway, and then he got... I think he went to prison for contempt of court. It wasn't, you know, serious, but yeah. Yeah, right. What's the know. last thing he directed? This guy's done Predator, right? Die Hard. Hunt for the Red Yeah. He didn't direct that Drive with Sylvester Stallone? Or was that... Oh, Wolf that Game? one. No, that other... <laughs> that was... He's a pretty competent action director. Who, John McTiernan? Yeah. Yeah, Predator and Yeah, exactly. You don't have to make another movie after that. So was this studio successful in Die Hard? They got him to remove some of it or? Oh, no, no. Like, I mean, um, Die Hard had lots of it. Like, they sort of went the other way. You know, when I remember it most, not the obvious bit, I think when... um, Remember when the FBI is talking about shutting down the power and it's uh, got yeah. the guy down there? Like, yeah. shut it all down, yeah. I suppose it might have been just one of those things that because they had so many spotlights and stuff, you know, to yeah. to show that there was just no way of getting around it, so he may as well lean into it. But I just, you know, he mentioned that it was uh, uh, obviously had gone out of favour um, during the 80s. He had um, a couple of interesting ones after Hunt for the Red October. Flight of the Intruder he produced, so it doesn't count. Medicine Man with Sean Connery. Oh, really? Uh that was, and then in 95, he did Die Hard with a Vengeance, which is a miracle considering in 93, he did The Last Action Hero. Yeah, but you know what? That was actually really successful. Yeah, you're right. It was, it was too. terrible. And I actually like, it was on Netflix or something and I tried to watch it and it was just ghastly. The 13th um, Warrior? Rollerball. Yeah, Antonio Banderas fantasy film. I think that was a flop. Thomas Crown Affair remake with the Brosnan. 
Do you reckon he was a fan of Dirty Harry? Who? Tiernan. <laughs> I, I don't think you, you, you couldn't really direct movies, action movies without like, you know, being a fan of this, like, really. Did you notice how he stood? I reckon he was stumbling through a few of the lines. Legs are with which and which arms with which. I think it was definitely a one take, some of these uh, shots. Which I guess yeah, they had I, to be up there. I wonder if he ad-libbed some of it, like. Once again, to me, I love this minute because it's one of the real times you see Clint laughing, like it's genuine. Mm. And we, I think you've seen Thunderbolt and Lightfoot, Trent. Mm. There's that scene with, in the car where he's sort of with the, the rabbit poo, he's laughing with Jeff Bridges. You can actually tell it was my ad-lib line. He's like, and I've got a quote here. This is a real one. Pauline Kale, the reviewer who hated Dirty Harry, um, talked about Clint's mischief-filled Shirley MacLaine smile. <laughs> Shirley MacLaine smile. Because <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> you see it so rarely, and um, yeah, I think it's just a good, good bit of acting. From Clint, don't you think? So he, doesn't, he doesn't. Yeah. He doesn't laugh much. Not really. Funny. Think about this movie. When does he do it? You wouldn't believe me if I told you. And a few other times. Oh, after after he bank heist. Yeah, and Chico, like when he meets Chico and yeah, that's right. Linguini guy says something to him. I'm sure there'd be a great smile, but his back's away. His face is away from us when he goes sociology. <laughs> you go far. The yeah. After hey, I got to know. <laughs> he smiles then. Um, do you have any comments about this minute danger? No. Not a fan. Yeah, I mean, most of it is like him going down uh, the cherry picker and everything. It's just a little bit dull. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's the, you know, the conversation they're having and that's okay, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't think it's particularly funny or anything. Yeah. How would John Wayne have talked down a a suicide uh, (laughs) bed? I I really haven't watched that many John Wayne movies. Or a Burt Lancaster, your favourite. Oh, Burt Lancaster, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Well, how would a Michael Madsen do it? <laughs> <laughs> no, I do stand by the thing that I reckon like Burt Lancaster would probably have made a better Dirty uh, Harry than Clint Eastwood. I'm just going to like put that out there. That's <laughs> <laughs> the yeah, un- um, uh, unpopular opinion. But they didn't listen to you, so they did. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, not insulted at all, and just like because I wasn't born, it should not, it should not be an excuse. For the- <laughs> Um, Get down off that ledge, Pilgrim. You got so much to live for. <laughs> I think when I first watched this, which would have been, I don't know, when I was 14, 15 or so. You were hoping he'd fall? No. I probably took took what Larry was saying in a literal sense. And I'm probably, I, I remember thinking, it's like, he can't say that. <laughs> which is maybe how this guy's real. Oh, actually, is there a possibility that maybe, well, is this, is the anecdote fake? Is it totally fake? Yeah, it seems to me like it's fake. Yeah. I don't know. Do you guys think it's real? Yeah, probably fake. Yeah. yeah. I, I, it seems like it might have gone on for a little bit longer and been chopped up, uh, cut cut down, sorry. Because um, he says, oh, you know, don't like throw up on the people down there. And then the guy's like, gets really upset. And it's like, you bastard. And like, doesn't seem like the kind of comment that would have. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know? Just, like pushed him over the edge. Yeah, yeah. 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 It, it wasn't a personal thing or anything. It was just like, don't vomit on the crowd. It's like, yeah. how dare you? I'll vomit whatever I feel like. Well, there's That's another. There are a few threats of vomiting in this movie later <laughs> on. She goes, I think I'm going to throw up when he sees the Charlie Russell's bloody face. <laughs> and later on. Is the cherry picker descending more action packed danger than when it's ascending? No, I mean, it's basically the same. I, I guess the interesting thing in this scene is just the beginning of it, this conversation. and Yeah, I, I think you're right, uh, 
And I think it is cut down because it kind of doesn't make sense. What is, what are they talking about? Um, yeah. But I, I think one interesting thing in this is the way the crowd reacts. And you can't hear it, uh, but when you read the subtitles, you can really see it. The crowd are all saying, oh, man, oh, that Harry, he's bad, or that cop shouldn't yeah. have done this, and yeah. he didn't have to hit him, and blah, blah, blah. So that, you know, fits in with... Uh, <laughs> what you get now? Yeah. <laughs> he hit the poor man. He hit him. The whole crowd is saying, but of, of course he's saving his life. So you're meant to dislike the crowd. It, it's a really um, anti the way America is going. It's anti uh, young people, I guess. This film, you know, it's saying that uh, the average person is not respecting police, not respecting authority aren't they stupid because he saved this guy's life. Mm. So I, I think that's the most interesting thing in this scene. He saves his life, but people don't respect him for him punching him in the face. Yeah. But he needs to punch him in the face in order to, you know, calm him, to stop yeah. him from doing something. The people down below, it's sort of maybe an analogy of the justice system. They're just looking at the whole... They're elevated high up. They can't hear what the, the exchange is between them, but they're expecting, oh, that doesn't look like justice because you've acted violent to him and brought him down. That's, but it's society looking, you know, these abstractions of law and justice often take place elevated away from people. Still, like, you know, even if the guy sort of voluntarily, rather than sort of jumping at him, so yes, I'll give myself up and I'll get on the cherry picker with you and we'll go down. He should kind of still get punched in the face for wasting everybody's time. <laughs> really. <laughs> Why do you have to hang on to that? <laughs> also, as we mentioned... Oh, sorry, Trent. There you go. As we mentioned in uh, the Hot Mary minutes, that um, there's a lot of ups and downs in this movie, literally like ascents and people looking down, people being elevated, standing on the uh, on a trestle bridge on the camp and people being knocked down or... Yeah, even the first shot, you know, looking down yeah, from one right. building to another building. Yeah. Yep, running down staircases later that Jesus Is, is it all just a function of having a sniper on a rooftop? I, I guess so. so. <laughs> but some people have, have mentioned the, it's a motif of a western, you know, battlements and walls and castles and things, the Alamo. Do you, one thing we haven't mentioned is the name of the actor playing the suicide jumper. Oh, yes, something Couch, isn't it? Bill Couch. Or Do you Couch. know much about him? Well, no, I think he was a trapeze artist or circus. Was he in a circus, doesn't he? Yeah, he was a, his brother's a stuntman, Chuck Couch. <laughs> Bill, his name. Was, Is that Omanopia? Chucking couches? Stunts? Maybe. Chucking couches. Bill was a circus performer who specialised in high wire. Yeah, so, and then he became a stuntman. You look at most of his credits uh, on IMDb as of Is August. he a southerner? I wonder where he was born. Uh, I don't think it says where he was born. As of August 2018, he's got 62 credits for stunts, 42 credits as an actor up until 1987. He died in 99. Most of his credits are uncredited, including Dirty Harry, actually. But, I mean, that was very common at the time where, you know, you'd get 15 people on the credits and they'd ignore the rest. So, yeah, he had a long career from... I'm just seeing what the earliest... Trent, they were talking on the... um the Team Effort podcast mm. about whether stunt stunt oh, yeah. men should be acknowledged with Academy Awards and so forth. I mean, they're not, right? No, I don't no. believe so. Isn't they just brought it up in special. It's effects. not even part of the like those secondary technical awards. No, have. no, it's pretty yeah. bad, isn't it? That's rubbish. Yeah, these days it might be hard to. Well, it's obviously you can prove it, but with the special effects and whatever, certify that that was what part of his you. 
Maybe um, their work will be rewarded with that most popular <laughs> yeah, yeah. award. <laughs> I think yeah, uh, Danny Trejo was interviewed and they asked him like if he did his own stunts and he's like, no, nah, screw that. You know, that's somebody's job. Like, yeah, why yeah. would I like do that to make myself sound cool? Um, I suppose that was a dig at Tom Cruise. <laughs> <laughs> this news just in. We've got an IMDb intervention. When the jumper grabs on the fire truck ladder, Harry holds his arm over the top rail. The next shot shows Harry holding the jumper's arm over the bottom rail. Yeah, but there was a little bit of a... There was a cut away to another shot in between there. You didn't hear the... <laughs> so there, Ben. Well, yeah, Tim, you, you haven't, you've been a bit quiet in this minute, did you? Just admiring the punch. <laughs> admiring the 70s crowd cool um, it's just another example of Harry being a, a righteous dude isn't it he's always correct um, everything up until this point of the movie we've seen he's always right you know he was right to assume that the person wasn't collecting for the red cross <laughs> he was right about the bank robbery in progress and you know he's always always getting those stupid results chief has it ever been proven whether, you know, that that thing you see in cartoons where they hold the blankets underneath the... Oh, yeah, we talked about... Yeah. Oh. Like, does that work? I don't yeah, think actually, you, uh, yeah, you can, because you can do it with people um, if you get... Uh, I think you need fairly, like, tensile... Material. Yeah, and you get people standing around, and it can be like a human trampoline sort of thing. Right. Everyone, yeah. like, pulls out. Yeah. I, I don't know that it's, like... Uh, as popular maybe as it used to be because people get hurt so much more easily now than they did. <laughs> Previous guests, Blake and Redmond, have taken that up with the uh, Bureau of Statistics. They're going to see how successful these things are. Well, I, just, I just always wondered if they could do that. Why wouldn't you just have a big blanket underneath? Uh, the I think the consensus was it's as a last resort because, you know. I think maybe like, um, uh, yeah, it it's either takes too long to set up, but I wouldn't be surprised if they did it with... Um, like an inflatable air mattress now. Yeah. So, in fact, um, if that's you, what they do in Lethal Weapon. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the, you can pause it, and it shows the picture of the car, and she hits the top of the car, and you see that the whole mattress, like, sort of. Can, <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. It's like you know, they just um, put a photo of the car on top of the uh, air mattress, and there's a few frames where, as she hits it, the whole thing, <laughs> and then it shows from a different shot. Wow. It's so dangerous in Lethal Weapon because Gibson handcuffs himself to the jump, right? And they jump off. And I'm like, anything could go wrong. I mean, it's pretty steel, oh, you know, when you... Maybe I'm thinking of the... No, there was one where this... At the very beginning, it might have been Lethal Weapon 2, where this woman's just thrown Two off a balcony. Seed. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, yeah. In the first one, he handcuffs himself to the guy and they jump down. I'm like, it's pretty dangerous, those metal cuffs. Yeah, yeah. Rip your hand. Um, that one was a little bit different here. Obviously, it takes inspiration from this because, you know, he lights the cigarette, Gibson gives it to the other guy. And he's sort of got that gallows humour. But it's a, taking place in the daytime, I think. Mm. And so there's more stakes there, I suppose. More people can see something goes wrong if there's a splatter. Um, in the Police Academy stunt show at movie, <laughs> yeah. movie World, wasn't there a bit where Rodney, the, yeah, the, the plant <laughs> yeah. He falls off the building, or is yeah. it one of the cops? Into the bin. Into the bin. <laughs> yeah. That's right. And he gets up. <laughs> what are Rodney's doing there? <laughs> Moved on to see what. <laughs> um, there's a bit of fan fiction existing that um, Scorpio is actually a few meters above the jumper, and he's 
he's egging on the, the jumper to jump. Did you write this fan fiction? Do you reckon any truth in that, you think? Can we make that canon? Wait, but what? So, so he's on the roof. Scorpio's just above, like another Eve or Neve, what are they called? He's he just above. The, I thought he was on the guy was standing on the roof, like. Yeah, but I mean, I reckon, he's, I reckon this could be Scorpio's brother and he's egging him on, like, yeah, jump, jump, yeah. Or it's a distraction. There's also a second bit of unconfirmed fan fiction that Scorpio actually worked at the bank, the bank robbery, and that's where he kept his rifle in the safe. And um, the manager sacked him. His manager sacked him. So to get back at the bank, he left it open for um, a bottle. Yeah. Did he, did he get his rifle? Like, did he? So he took the rifle to the bank when he was working at the bank. That's right. He kept it right. in there. Yeah. And no, and he didn't get fired for that. No, no. Oh, perhaps that was. But then the he, reason, yeah. yeah. Then he got fired, and he took his rifle and went. Pretty home. confident this is canon now, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that would be interesting he could like make a, a movie that w- wasn't a prequel so much as it was like what was happening in the in between scenes of this you know? yeah. <laughs> well presumably since we saw Harry and Chico in the North Beach around the strip clubs looking for the tan suitcase it's probably all 20 minutes maybe even quicker and we last saw Scorpio in the day you know <gasps> running down the steps do you reckon he's safely back in the stadium Tim or he's hanging around I don't know how those heli- helicopter no, boys left. Didn't you say he's up on them? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah maybe. It's to be verified. Oh, the straws are falling apart. <laughs> maybe we can na- make a Netflix show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's so much more to this movie than I realised. Like, I hope he wasn't paying attention. <laughs> well, danger. Harry, yeah. Clint. Are you enjoying him as an actor in these minutes? Sure. There's nothing really... Fl- he doesn't have to flex his muscles very much. Yeah. Um, the, I, I don't know what to say. To <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a difficult minute, Tim. I'm in tears. <laughs> and do you know what we do in difficult minutes, Ben? What's that? You read quotes. You quotes. <laughs> <laughs> These are real quotes. Yeah, you really wrote them. <laughs> the film's first act is largely devoted to establishing Callahan's character, situating him in his milieu and enlisting our sympathy for him. Harry is drawn as a classical American hothead at odds with conventional good manners. These scenes establish the fact that in the heat of the action, a policeman does not always have the luxury of consulting the rule book. Discuss danger. Yeah, well, he definitely doesn't follow the rules in this. I'm sure that uh, any guidebook wouldn't say, uh, you know, taunt your uh, taunt the person who might jump. Uh, but the exact taunting, as we've already established, is pretty weak. So, yeah, I think yeah, there's something something missing from this scene. I wonder what the fireman would have done if Harry didn't turn up. Come on. <laughs> Get down, be best friend. Just ask the crowd. Please. Anybody want to like... <laughs> Got a cherry picker already. Why did you have to hit him? The crowd keeps off asking. Johnny says what he sees. You didn't have to hit him. And there's Louis Thoreau. He has a small <laughs> <Yeah>. eye. Wearing <laughs> <laughs> those black green glasses. Wow. The guy who says, um, he hit him, he hit, you know, he hit him, he didn't have to hit him. 
Tim reminds me of Magnum Force, you know, the guy, he hit a good guy when um, Harry's doing the shooting course and oh, Harry actually yeah. shoots a cop. He hit a good guy, he hit a good guy. <laughs> and finally we have a shot of the, the cocktail lights uncensored. There we go. Is that like a, you know, um, uh, a reference to later on or, you know, that, um, that he apprehends Scorpio but, um, you know, injures him in the process or shoots mm-hmm. him in the process? And because of that, he has to let him go, you know, because the same sort of thing, you know, <laughs> oh, it's a shame, you know, yeah. you, you hit that guy and that's not fair and all the rest of it. And like, oh. Could be. Mm. Oh, busted my nut on this one, Danger. There's not, I don't know anything else to say. You got anything to add, anyone? Yeah, I think we've no, Looking forward yeah, to the next gonna... minute, some resolution? Yeah. Yes. Well, it's already been resolved. Yeah, just... I look forward to more fan fiction. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know what's really going on with this movie. <laughs> We'll catch you next time on Dirty Dirty Harry Minute.